everybody welcome to another episode of ask nutritionist deepa i'm nutritionist deepa here and i have with me today mr uh, dave sherwin who is a fellow podcaster and a health nut he loves everything about health and wellness and feels pa- equally passionate about it just like me so uh, dave welcome to our episode of uh, ask nutritionist deepa Yeah, it's an honor. I love what you're doing, your podcast and all the different segments you do on various questions. I think this is really great. Yeah, what got my attention when I, uh, you know, uh, when your office reached out to me for the for the guest request was that the different things you are doing, you know, and that's what I like about because wellness and health has so many different uh, facets. So it's very important that we don't get deep and narrow into one but address the uh, have little more holistic approach um, about about overall health and uh, today's topic the challenges of long term weight loss is all about that and uh, i'm yeah. so glad that you you have some insight into into that particular topic Yeah, I I do. Uh we launched a, a weight loss program in 2009. So 12 years now we've been doing weight loss. So we've had well over 100,000 customers and the amount of feedback we've gotten and the challenges people have gone through and the different um times I've I've talked to people even on the phone and I do private uh consulting for free for our clients just to help them because I've come to realize just how hard and tricky that this this world is and for those of you out there who have no trouble with weight loss and you just love to go to the gym and you eat right uh you you probably don't understand that that people who have different genetics than you different family situation than you different upbringing than you who struggle with weight loss it is really really hard and that's one of the life lessons i've learned over the last 12 years is it's not easy now it's doable of course uh and and yet uh it just can be a lot more difficult for some people than others for whatever reason absolutely because like you said uh, it's a lifestyle change right that we that goes into achieving weight loss and life life uh, life happens and people who are doing they they are doing well they feel motivated and something happens and they derail so uh, and that's the reality of weight loss or uh, to to some extent that's the reality of managing any chronic condition you know is is that up and down and the challenges that one faces uh in the process yeah absolutely and 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 part of what I'll be talking about here and part of the the science behind the difficulty of of weight loss is the fact that we tend to to not be very honest with ourselves and this is in a variety of different ways and social scientists study this and it's a very interesting area but one of the things is we we tend to look at ourselves um we tend to think that we should always be at our best for example mm-hmm. and so when we get down or depressed or we lose our motivation we think what's wrong with me and 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 of course there's really nothing wrong with you you're a human being and to think that you can always be up and always have perfect self control and never eat a donut if you're tempted by a donut uh is is highly unlikely for a lot of people and so um you know kind of step 1 for a lot of people along the lines of what you just said is just accepting and embracing your humanity and understanding that people who seem to be in much better health than you 
Oftentimes, if you could pull back the curtain and see what they really eat and how they live on a day-to-day -day basis, it might really give you a lot of hope because there's very few perfect eaters. And so I think that that one concept of embracing that it's normal to be down sometimes, it's normal to have setbacks, and, and that having a healthy mindset of accepting what we go through in our life a little bit more uh, tolerantly, being a little more patient yes. with ourselves is, is often step one for people. Absolutely. I mean, we tend to judge ourselves a little too much, you know. It's, it's like, oh my God, am I looking perfect? Is my hair just right? Am I doing this correctly? I think we put ourselves under microscope a little too much and that brings unhappiness, shall I say? Yes, and, and, we, do, and we do the opposite. Uh, so for example, most people overestimate the fitness they'll gain from their exercise and underestimate how much food they eat on a daily basis, for example. It takes a lot of really hard work to burn calories. Uh, I'll give you a quick, quick example. I love the rowing machine. I'm 55 years old now. And so I, I'm trying to do less impact type of exercise, trying to stay fit uh, without being injured. And so I do a lot of low impact type of exercise. Hmm. And the rowing machine is great. But when you do a really hard row, you know, some of these like, like a high interval workout on, on the rowing machine, in 15 minutes, you can be absolutely just dead. Like crawl in, up in the fetal position beside the rowing machine and cry for a few minutes before you go have a shower, okay? <laughs> and, and I went did a workout like that. I'm on a program right now called a Sensei that's helping me, you know, get faster on the rower. And I finished this 15-minute workout. It was hard, Deepa. I mean, literally, I fell off the machine. And I looked back at it, and I had burned 240 calories, okay? Now, that happens to be exactly how many calories are in a Dr. Pepper 12 ounce size soda, right? God. And so when you think about that, that you can really, really work hard in the gym and burn 240 calories and then drink that many as you're driving home. And the drinking <laughs> it, it, it is shows so you. easy. Yes. It's much easy. Drinking, drinking a Dr. Pepper is real easy and fast. <laughs> <laughs> and you are not, I mean, eventually you will exhaust it after drinking that uh, can of pop, but at least you are not in immediate agony like you are after you are rowing machine. Yeah, that's right. And so you see this discrepancy, right? So you tend to think, oh, I drank a Dr. Pepper. That's no big deal. But it is a big deal because nutrition is 80% of, of weight loss and exercise is 20%. And so yeah. getting those ratios right is critically important. And so we have to start paying more attention to our diet and of course, the fitness helps because it does other things besides burn calories. Uh, but again, the main point that we start here with was the mindset. So we got to be careful we don't sabotage, sabotage our efforts by having really great fitness and, and exercise going on, but then sneaking in calories that we didn't account for that are working against our fitness regimen. Absolutely. No, that, that is a really good comparison of you know the food versus machine, so to speak and how, how that battle can be won. Uh, on another, so what's your second tip for us then? Actually, we jumped into number two because that was just a nice place to start because of where the conversation was going. Number one is actually that most people are too sedentary. And so what's happening is our modern society has created a situation where many people can make a living without moving very much. And of course, that's very different than what happened with our 
grandparents and great grandparents and ancient ancestors, they had to move to support themselves. They built their own uh, homes. They hunted for their food. They grew their food. They were active and constantly moving. Mm -hmm. And we are just too sedentary. And so we, we need to be moving on a regular basis. Those of us that work at a desk, mm -hmm. we need to try to get away from that desk at least once an hour. And if you can even do a few squats or a couple sit-ups or push-ups or stretching, or if you're in an office building, just walk the stairs for a few minutes or walk around the campus uh, that you, you work at. So we want to really avoid long stretches of being sedentary and interject simple movement throughout the day. Yeah, it's, it's very important that um, we want those simple movements. We don't necessarily need to have the latest and the greatest equipment to, to be fit uh, or even leave our house right at this point. Uh, so these are, these are really good ideas that number one, if you, if you control what you are eating, then the, the exercise you are going to do is going to be more beneficial because at least you are not working for that can of Coke, you know, or, or soda. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we are kind of always chasing our tail, right? You will never get to uh, burn the excessive calories that your body is accumulating if you're if you are not controlling what you're eating. All right. Uh, what's yeah. our next tip? Next. Uh, 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 the next one goes goes back to what we said about not being good judges of ourselves. We think we're better at some things than we are, and we think we're worse at some things than we really are, and mm -hmm. And social scientists have told us this, like, for example, when they do studies about drivers, hmm. how good of a driver are you? Hmm. We all tend to think we're a really excellent driver. And what's really interesting is those people that have had multiple accidents of which it's their fault tend to think they're even better drivers <laughs> than people who've had no accident, which is really interesting. Yes. Now, one of the areas that we as human beings tend to underestimate is portion sizes. Mm. Now what's happened is over time in our modern society as we've eaten more at restaurants and as grocery stores have shifted from just selling boxes of food and loaves of bread and things like that and groceries to providing delicatessens and other areas where we can buy you know, pre-made uh, chicken nuggets or whatever the case might be. So. What's happening is a lot of our food is, is uh, pre-prepared pre for us and a lot of people eat out and portions have grown significantly. The size of the plates and the amount of food put on there. And, and what we find, social scientists tell us that when we look at a plate of food or when we serve ourselves at a buffet, we tend to not know what a good size portion is. And so again, it's super easy to put too many potatoes on your plate. That's a, a quick example. It's same with meat. Uh, a lot of people, if you love meat, it's very easy to take much more than you should be taking to mm -hmm. keep your weight in check. And so there's a simple rule, and I learned this in my health certification, which is in precision nutrition, which is one of the top five health certifications in the world. And that's why I took it, because I really love their MO and they teach things in a very simple way. And this is one of them. If you mm -hmm. take your fist and close your fist, mm -hmm. that's about the size of a carb you should have in a single meal. 
Yeah. No bigger. Now, uh, I'm, a, I'm a six foot two tall man. I weigh 195 pounds. And yet, if you look at my fist, it's about the size of a medium potato. Yeah. Okay. But normally, before I learned these things, I, I would put two potatoes on my plate at a Sunday dinner. Yeah. That's pretty normal for me. Uh, and I, I did not realize that that's just too much starchy carbs yes. in a single meal, even though it's healthy food. Uh, more than a fist is too much. Now, if you look at your palm, yeah. that's about how much protein you want with each meal. Now, for a large person, that might be three eggs, for example, or four to six ounces of meat. Uh, and you can eyeball it like a piece of chicken may be differently shaped than your palm, but you can get a pretty good idea. If you just kind of look at your palm and, and look at the piece of, of chicken, it's probably not three pieces of chicken. Do you see what that I'm saying? Absolutely. And then again, uh, we also have excessive access to food. Grocery stores open are open 24-7. And now with the internet card, everything can be dropped uh, within two hours. Uh, yes, we have that. Everything so that I think access to food has, is, 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 is going, is really a bad thing for us right now. It really is, especially when we have a kitchen that we can go to anytime that we want to. One of the things I'm teaching my customers, uh, and we have something called the Dairobi Undiet Deepa, which is, uh, goes deeper into some of these things we're talking about. And, and one of the things we teach people is to do intermittent fasting. And I'm sure you're familiar with it. And you've probably talked about it on your show. So I, I won't spend yes. a lot of time uh, on it. For those who don't know it about, about it, uh, just Google it. There's lots of great information. But one key to intermittent fasting is eating all your food within a certain eating window. Let's say you delay breakfast till 10 o'clock and eat dinner at 6 p.m. Well, what you're doing, I talked about our ancient ancestors, right, who didn't have refrigerators or freezers and had to um, uh, take a little time in the morning before they could get food. Mm. And often they lived in, in compliance with, with their circadian rhythm, the rhythm of the earth, yeah. right? So when it started getting dark, they start to get tired and, and sleep. They, they didn't have a fridge to go to at 11 o'clock at night, right? And so what we find is that if you can kind of go back in time somewhat and delay your breakfast and stop eating. Now drink water after you stopped eating at six o'clock or seven o'clock at night. But this one tip, Deepa, for people who aren't doing intermittent fasting, just stop eating after dinner, uh, could be a huge difference in, 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 in weight loss. I right think there. so. I mean, I'm a big believer uh, of, uh, of fasting. Even if, this, even if anybody starts with 12 hours, you know, and gradually increase it to 13 and 14 and 15, 16, that's, that's just phenomenal. You know, so that that's again is a very good tip that um, giving your body a chance to kind of uh, work harder uh, or, and, you know, boost your metabolism to utilize the calories that you have accumulated during the day because nighttime snacking and again that nighttime snacking goes into emotional eating, coping, another challenge of weight loss. Absolutely. And self-sabotage with my patients, you know, they are like, I don't know Deepa, why I stopped by and had a milkshake. So 900 yeah. calories, yes. 900 calories in a milkshake. Exactly. Yeah. And so 
this one thing, and, and for those of you listening that just don't want to do intermittent fasting yet, I get it. I, I was, it was really hard for me to start. I started about three years ago and the first few months was quite difficult, but I stayed at it. And after a while, my, my, my whole metabolism, my desires for food, everything changed, Deepa. Uh, I went from craving food at night and finding it really difficult to resist to now it's the opposite. Someone puts something in front of me and I have no desire to eat it. And so uh, it took me, I would say 60 days, if I remember right, to have that shift. And then I just started to feel so good. I started to sleep better. I started to feel better when I hit the gym in the morning. Um, I felt better when I was meditating back to fasting, you know, ancient traditions of all types talk about fasting for spirituality. Now, I don't want to give a Sunday school lesson here, but I'll just tell you, I'm a meditator and I've had a meditation practice for five years. And when I started fasting, even just stopping dinner at 6 p.m., I found I felt better and more connected and more spiritually fulfilled Mm -hmm. in a fasted state when I meditated. And that's something that people could test for themselves. But And um, that's that's your mindfulness right there. Yes. Yeah. This this feeds right into that whole mindfulness uh, uh, concept. Absolutely. Uh, and, and that helps. I mean, one of our top, our number two health principle in our undiet is eat slowly and mindfully, yes. right? I mean, we don't have enough time to go through, you know, every dietary principle in the world, but this, you know, again, just to touch on this, when we do things slowly and mindfully, we tend to do them better. We do them with less anxiety. We have less cortisol released. And let's face it out there in the modern world right now, People are rushing about from one thing to another. Their cortisol is spiked. Their melatonin doesn't raise in the evening so that they can sleep very well. They're in a constant flight or fight uh, uh, state of mind. And, and I'm not pointing the finger at anyone else. I'm the same as everyone. I deal with all the same struggles and issues as, as anybody else. And I just try to deal with them the best I can like anybody else. But these principles all tie together. Yes. When, when you get your eating in a rhythm and you exercise on a regular basis and you take breaks and move throughout the day and you understand how much to eat, man, you start to feel better. You start to look better. You start to have more energy, have better relationships. All of these things raise our entire quality of life. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I'm so glad that being the certified fitness nutrition coach, you are not into, oh, just do it you know, type of, type of message. You are, you are uh, helping people acknowledge that, hey, there are going to be challenges on this journey and it's okay to fall off the wagon, but get back on the wagon and eventually the falling off gets, um, you know, rare and rare. And then it's, it also gets easier to get back on the wagon you know, uh, and, and, and with, with these strategies like intermittent fasting, mindfulness, uh, eating right kind of food, your brain chemicals also start to balance, hormonally you start to balance. And it's, it's like a puzzle, things start to come together, but patience is required. Yes, patience is required. And, and it just, like you just described, I mean, it gives people a chance to just take a deep breath realize they don't have to do anything crazy. They don't have to eat less than 50 carbs a day for the next little while. They, they don't have to um, do anything that's really gonna make them uncomfortable or difficult. The exercise that they choose should be something they enjoy. 
the foods they eat get to be stuff they buy from a normal grocery store. So everything that I teach and everything that I'm trying to do um, is I'm trying to do things personally and teach things to my clients that are easy and simple and sustainable so that they can continue doing them for a long time. So they catch a vision of, oh, that sounds like I can do it. It's not expensive. It's not hard. I don't have to make major changes in my habits. Um, we're, we're making tweaks, but they can catch the vision that the tweaks actually compound together. Like, uh, for example, you talked about hormone balancing. Um, that's a critical thing for men and women. Uh, our hormones tend to be jacked up uh, because of many of the things that I just uh, mentioned. And when you stop eating after dinner, well, your body gets to digest the food and then the hormone melatonin starts to rise so that you feel sleepy. Now you go to sleep and during your sleep, your HGH goes up, your estrogen goes up, your testosterone goes up. And in the morning you wake up with low blood sugar, hormones in a great and balanced state and they stay that way. And so it's a great time to meditate, to exercise, to plan your day, to think through what's most important to you in your life and what you're trying to accomplish, setting your goals, et cetera. And then just delay your breakfast a little bit. And then when you eat, those hormones will start to go down and the blood sugar goes up. Yeah. But you see how all these things happen. So now you're getting a better sleep. And when you get a better sleep, that's another important aspect of weight loss. So it's a virtuous cycle. It's a virtuous cycle that feeds on itself making you better and better and better in multiple different ways through just adjusting your physical habits. Absolutely. So uh, Dave, you are doing such amazing work, great results with your, with your clients. Where can people find you? We have a website called dirobi.com, D-I-R-O-B-I.com. And there's some great resources there. We've touched on a few of them here on the show, uh, Deepa, but I'd love for people to download. We have a PDF guide on our resources pages, 10 pages that goes in deeply into this um, concept that I've been talking about with seven principles that you can follow. Uh, there's another one. I, I just barely touched on something that we call the virtuous cycle. Okay. And there's a download. You can just click on and hit print and put it on your fridge called mm -hmm. the virtuous cycle PDF. Uh, that gives you a lot of this information in a one page where you got to put on the fridge and, and see how throughout the day, and it has like a circle of the 24 hours of how all these things complement each other. Um, and then we're going to create a coupon code for your listeners as well. So uh, make sure that those of you listening, pay attention to Deepa's newsletter, and we'll create a 10% off coupon code. Uh, so if you'd like to purchase anything while you're there, that would be uh, wonderful. We have a, a phenomenal high-end range of, of dietary supplements. We have the weight loss product I talked about, yes. uh, but we also have a wonderful uh, multivitamin, mineral blend. Uh, we have the top-selling digestive aid on Amazon. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, well, not, not top digestive aid, but the, that for um, malabsorption issues. Many people can't absorb certain foods and they don't know why. Uh, we have a product called Eat Anything Rx. Those of you that eat and then experience stomach pain, bloating, mm -hmm. and even after healthy foods, yeah, there's a good chance you have a malabsorption issue. And so that might be a product that you want to try if you struggle with um, digestion. So that's just a handful of ideas and things we have on the site, but no, we'll create that code. It sounds like a very, uh, very nice, very appropriate uh, product line because a lot of people are, uh, you know, suffer with GI issues. I mean, the... 
the role of digestive health in weight loss is a conversation in itself. And I'm sure you and yeah. I can sit here and uh, talk whole day long about it. But Dave, thank you for coming here and sharing your knowledge of how to start the, uh, the process of uh, successful weight loss and uh, how to start the virtuous cycle of weight loss and get out of the vicious cycle of weight loss and, and, and achieve your health. I do thank you uh, for being here today and appreciate all your, your time and your knowledge and we'll have you back again sometime soon. Well, that would be great. I love what you're doing, Deepa. I think your channel is phenomenal in the way you're answering questions and giving really high level information to people. And so it's an honor for me to be invited and be on your show. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you.